0: Welcome to uh, today's episode of uh, A Collection of Memories. Today's podcast is the uh, answer to the stimulus question, what are some of your childhood accomplishments? Accomplishments? You say trivial, but nevertheless. Every day in my life has been a milestone, and I would say an accomplishment. This is a tough chapter to write. We all have our own definitions and measuring sticks for accomplishments. Here are mine, which I never thought to judge nor measure. I would say that my early years accomplishments would be primarily academic. During my years in elementary school at St. Mark's, I was involved in just about everything you could do or be. And I uh, derived a great deal of pleasure and more than a modicum of a sense of accomplishment in each and every one of these activities. I was enrolled in the Boy Scouts of Canada program and was active in both Cubs and Scouts. I think my first year in Cubs was around the time when mom, dad and Richie went to California because I can remember taking that shortcut through the fields past Cleveland container and the toy factory on Walker Street where we had our meetings. Mrs. Kincaid was our leader, and her assistants were, uh, was Harry Clark's oldest sister, and Miss Wright, a teacher from Central Public School. Other than the games we played in that upstairs hall, the things that I remember the most from uh, those days in that Cub Pack, paying our five cents weekly dues, lining up for an inspection where they checked your uniform and you also had to do a palms up, palms down so they could examine your hands and fingernails for cleanliness. Collecting the merit badges was educational as well as an incentive. The best of those early cub meetings was when Harry's sister would read us a chapter from the Jungle Book. Mowgli and the rest of those animals were amazing and fascinating. I want to thank those three lovely ladies. Over the course of a few years, I had several paper routes. My carrier career started out with The Morning Citizen. A route of about 25 papers that I took over from Meldon Dennis. I covered the west end of town. We met Harry Sinclair at the back of the town hall every morning at 6 a.m. to get our papers and then struck out from there. Notable customers on that route included Tut McKinnon's dad over top of the bakery, and across the street, George Thompson in the DLD building. I got to go in the building up to the second floor using the elevator quite often, the only one in Prescott. I used to walk by George Horrible Herbison's house every day as I remember a minister living very close by who was a customer. Jack Hunter also delivered a morning paper and we had lots of discussions in those sub-zero mornings. That paper folded and became only the Ottawa Citizen, once a day publication. We once won a trip to Montreal for the weekend and we got to see the New York Rangers play the Montreal Canadiens. Like most boys at St. Mark's School, I started serving on the altar. It was a great experience and gave me new insights as to the process of the Mass. Of course, in those times, the Mass was in Latin, but we had more than satisfactory explanations and guidance. The High Mass, which was the second Mass on Sundays, always had a Master, a thoroughfare, and two acolytes. I don't remember ever advancing past, past the acolyte role, the candle carriers. In those early years, we would also have up to ten altar boys per side sitting in the pews on the altar. Not today. Once in a while, we received some perks, a movie pass, etc. And one time, we also got to play a home-and-home home series in hockey with Saint Francis in Brockville. That gave me a chance to play with Bill Mabel, who was so much better than me. I played all the sports. Hockey was originally outdoors at the DLD rink. It was a great facility. Bill Lemire's dad managed it, as this was his off-season job. He was the cook on the Grenville during the navigation season. The facility was well lit and had a building for changing into your skates. I remember Billy telling me if I got good enough, I could play with one of the teams who played indoors at the arena. Quite an incentive. We all played baseball and had our own cherished gloves. Mine was a trapper purchased at the Canadian Tire Store. We played softball at school, before school, recess, noon hour, and the afternoon recess, as well as pickup games at Central Public School which were often co-ed. Of course, no one used that word then. And the age range was from probably six or seven up to adults. Dar Whitley, Bob McElvenny, etc. He used to watch Roy Francis practice pitching on his lunch hours at the Silk Mill. And sticking with baseball, we were also able to take part, free of charge, in the Dick Sizzler baseball camp every day for a month. That was a great experience. Hard to believe, but at an early age, we were allowed to take the ferry across to Augensburg to attend the Sunday shows. No shows in Righteous Ontario on Sundays in those days. They were matinees, highlights, and almost as good as the show was the ability to purchase U.S. candy bars from the machines in the lobby. I even got to go a few times at night with the older guys, Dick Kerr, Dave Brule, Garney McGinley. That was the big time. In an effort to emulate the big guys, every night we used to play football on the little field. That was that minute patch of grass between the gym at Prescott High School and West Street. The south boundary for our little field was the slope leading onto the front lawn, and the north boundary was the practice field of the school team. We were very faithful about playing there. Harry Clark, Harvey Newsom, Dave Cousins, Harold Houston, L. Lumsden, Harvey Saunders, just to name a few. We all had pretty soft helmets ordered from Simpson Sears, cut off jeans to resemble football pants, and hockey sweaters for jerseys. Once we even took the city bus lines and rode to Brockville to play a game against Steve Hook and his friends, who Dave had met at summer camp. Ah, oh, the big time. I did say academics were my forte. I had the luxury of attending a small, disciplined Catholic school, St. Mark's in Prescott. Small school, four rooms, double classes in each room, but great, strict, and conscientious teachers. In my days, they were all nuns from the House of Providence. Grades three and four were in one room and I was allowed to complete both grades in one year. Sister Mary Leonard saw something in me and pushed me. I, under their strict control, I think all our students excelled in mathematics and spelling. I believe it was Sister Mary Carmelo who taught grades five and six the next year and she wanted me to combine those years, but my father wisely, said no. I would have ended up starting high school at 11. I guess that's okay if you are a savant or a child prodigy, but I settled to stay in line and not enter high school until I was 12. I was enough of a brunt as it was. In grade 7, I did win a special prize. Ed Bowen had donated a $5 gold piece for the highest standing in grade 7 that year. You know, I had that coin right up till we lived on Millwood Crescent. I've never seen it since. Rob, any ideas what I might have done with it? I think sports and social life took their toll on my academics. After adjusting to high school, uh, I passed ninth out of all grade niners that year. But as the years passed, my standing seemed to slip further down the scale. Lots of great Uh, graphics and photos uh, in the book by the way so that's it for my uh, accomplishments as a child that I can recall